Oh yeah, what's up everybody? Welcome back for another episode of the Review It Rob show. I'm of course your host Review It Rob coming at you on one of the most fantastic weeks ever if you're a wrestling fan. Royal Rumble week, baby! Started off today watching an awesome documentary about Pat Patterson, what a legend that man was. Rest well, sir. And then I watched the first ever Royal Rumble, which came out the year I was born. So, how awesome is that? Um, this is not a wrestling show, but at the same time, it is my show, which means it is a wrestling show. But I will definitely be talking about the Royal Rumble more next week. Um, as for me, other than that, I played WWE 2K20, finished the my career mode on that game. Uh, you know, enjoyed it. Definitely has its glitches, but nothing near as bad as it was when it came out, apparently. I didn't get it as soon as it came out, but it looks like uh, they fixed whatever issues they had going on there, because the glitches I had were not nearly as bad as everything I saw. Um, other than that, recorded a new episode of Flix It Rob, talking about Outside the Wire, I believe is the name of the movie, which I forgot the name of a hundred times, uh, but that is already out and about. If you're ready to listen to that one, go check it out. A new episode will be releasing this weekend for, I think the movie's called The White Tiger, um, as well, probably maybe two will release this weekend before the Royal Rumble because I'm a little bit behind. I'm a movie behind. Uh, right now, I'm not behind at all. So I could record it and release it and then record the new one and release it this weekend, but hey, whatever. <laughs> Nonetheless, you'll, you'll get both of them. Uh, as well, I decided that the Nightmare on Review It Street will be releasing in February. Just feels right. Um, seems weird to open it. No, it doesn't seem weird. Just, you know. Start a new month fresh with a new show. The limited series event will be me going through all the Nightmare on Elm Street films as I've not seen them. I've seen bits and pieces of the first one. I've not seen the other ones. Saw Freddy vs. Jason multiple times. I believe I saw that movie in theaters as well. And I saw the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, so I'm going to go through all those films again. And that is going to be releasing in February. I recorded the promo for it this weekend. Uh, which I got some um, pretty good positive feedback from so that's pretty awesome man i'm really excited to start that show i'm excited to go on that adventure ready to see what the horror icon freddy krueger is all about you know and that's coming in february seems about right you know we'll start with f um <laughs> february freddy freddy february i mean it's gonna go through february and into march but you know whatever anyways doesn't matter it's a that, that show's coming <laughs> um so be ready and be prepared for that one as well but you know other than that not a whole lot going on. Just doing my thing. Um, not going to be reviewing a movie on this episode. Mostly because I got my dates messed up. <laughs> um, if you remember last week, I planned on reviewing the movie The Little Things. But I got my dates mixed up, as I just said. And that movie's actually coming out this week. Later on this week, on the 29th. So next week's episode of The Review of Rob Show will be a review for The Little Things. Which I'm super stoked and excited about that. Because... That movie looks freaking awesome, man. HBO Max is killing it with all the stuff they're uh, giving us to watch, all the content they're giving us, and I can't freaking wait to take in that movie, man. Just from the trailer alone, that thing looks awesome. So February, or February, <laughs> January 29th, the movie will be up on HBO Max, and I will have a review for you next week. So, what does that mean for this show? That means this show is going to be news heavy, baby. So much news going on on this episode, guys gathered up as much news as it possibly could to bring it all to you beautiful people that uh, support the show every week. So, going to start off, before I get to the news, going to start off today is an anniversary, the 60th anniversary of my all-time favorite Disney film, baby. We're talking about the one, the only, 101 Dalmatians that matters. Um, 
Uh, I mean, came out in 1961, obviously 60 years later, 2021. It was just an absolute classic. I mean, that animated movie is just everything to me. I remember growing up, I had it on VHS. Yeah, I'm not old people. I had it on VHS, and I watched that thing so much. I think I burnt the tape out. Um, I just, I loved it to death, man. Any chance I got to watch that when I was younger, I watched it so much. So it's really cool to hear that it's the 60th anniversary. Maybe that'll come out of the vault, and I can buy, like, a physical copy of it. Um, if it's in the vault. I don't know. Disney's weird with their movies. I'm sure it's probably on Disney+, Plus, but I don't have Disney+, Plus. spoiler alert. Uh, so, you know, that makes things interesting. Probably need to get Disney Plus so I can watch the Marvel shows. Uh, I mean, I've kept up for the most part. I've seen all three episodes of that. We'll probably talk more of that on the Disnoids later this week. That'll be releasing. Additionally, other stuff. Uh, I'll go ahead and get into it now. News-wise, the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer is here. The monsters are battling. And we'll be talking about that trailer on the Disnoids. Um little teaser of that is that, you know, maybe I'm not as excited as everybody else is about this movie. Just maybe. Maybe I'm pulling a little Mark Bernard in here, but got some things to say about that movie. So, tune into the Disnoise to hear what I gotta say about this trailer. It's not gonna be all negative. Like, overall, pretty positive things, but I got stuff to say. Um, but other than that, uh, another quick hit while we're doing quick hits. There is a Willy Wonka prequel in the works. Apparently, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't get it. Um, yeah, it's coming out in 2023, and um, I guess you want to keep the property going. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't, it's one of those things where I'm like, I don't need this, you know, is it, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it doesn't feel like it's something that necessarily needs to happen. Sure, give me more like Willy Wonka stories, that's fine, I guess, but I mean, we got the Willy Wonka movie back in the day, which was fantastic. Uh, we got Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which was Johnny Depp being freaking wonky as all get out. That's awesome. So, I don't know, and especially this is like a prequel, so this is before he gets the Chocolate Factory? What? So what's the point? You know? Hey, whatever. It's gonna be a story, and it's gonna happen, and like I say a hundred times, I cannot thoroughly... Thoroughly? Is thoroughly the right word? Hey, thoroughly the right word? Probably not. Probably not. I can't fully... Yeah probably means the same thing whatever shut up moving on i cannot judge the movie without uh seeing it so once 2023 gets here fingers crossed i'm still alive um i'll see the movie but it doesn't need to happen is what i'm getting at all right anyways that was the quick hits news wise let's jump into more news here which was huge news that uh well, it's a rumor. It's not really confirmed by any means. But huge for me today. This came out. I saw it immediately. Got super excited. May have let out a huge gasp at my desk at work. And people may have heard me. May have been a little bit awkward. But you know what? I don't care. My freaking desk is covered with posters and all that stuff. I got stuff all around my uh, cubicle. People don't care, man. I don't care what people think. Never have. Never will. Um, Harry Potter. Anyways, is what I'm getting to. Uh, apparently, over at HBO Max, there's a Harry Potter series in the very early stages of development. Uh, this is being reported by Variety. There's no word yet on what the focus of the show would be or what part of the Harry Potter timeline it would focus on should it move ahead. Um, what I'm going to say to that is I don't care 
what storyline is focusing on. I don't care what timeline is focusing on. It's the wizarding freaking world. And I'm freaking stoked and excited about it, man. Bring it on, is what I'm saying. Now, nothing is confirmed by this. Apparently, HBO Max and Warner Brothers have said that a Harry Potter show is not happening. But that's how Hollywood works. They like to tell you things aren't happening, and then they happen. Uh, this comes a couple days after, conveniently enough. Warner Brothers executive Tom... I don't know his last name. Ashman. Ashman. Ashima. Hooah. Butchered your last name. Warner Brothers executive. Sorry about that. But this guy, there you go, has been promoted and will oversee the studio's Harry Potter franchise and Wizarding World properties. So a couple days after this guy was promoted, now we get these rumors that a Harry Potter series is in the works. So, take it for what it is. Feel how you want to feel about it. I know some people are a little upset with the Wizarding World. Whatever. I love the Wizarding World. I've loved it since freaking, what, elementary school, maybe? Uh, that might seem right. Again, I didn't know dates earlier, so I'm probably getting math wrong right here. But I've loved the Wizarding World for as long as I can remember. Going and seeing it at Universal Studios is still one of the most breathtaking experiences I can ever have. And I have ever had. So I, I love it, and I think this fits perfectly on HBO Max. This is something you can definitely do. The Wizarding World is something you can absolutely explore in so many ways. So bring it on, man. Bring it on. Either way, I'm excited for it, and I hope this rumor comes to truth. Uh, things that we do know that's happening. Another thing that I freaking love. Stranger Things. Stranger Things. We know it's happening. We know Stranger Things Season 4 is on the way. We've got our teasers already. We've got our freaking stuff. Been pushed back because of stupid, stupid vid over there causing problems, but it's happening. And Gaten Mazarazzo might have said his last name right, might have not. <laughs> I'm the best with last names, man. Anyways, Gaten, who plays Dustin on the show, fan favorite. People love Dustin, man, and rightfully so. Dustin's awesome. He believes most Stranger Things fans will find the fourth season to be the scariest one yet. So we getting the spookies, man. We're not just getting the spookies, we getting the scaries on season four of Stranger Things. And I am freaking pumped, man. Bring it on. Freaking love Stranger Things. Overall, they got some great horror effects in their shows. They got some great suspense effects in their shows. Freaking season three of that show is probably one of the greatest seasons to ever exist in the life of TV. I don't care if people think I'm overreacting or getting over the top about it. That freaking season is mwah, beautiful from start to finish. So I can't wait to see what we're doing with season four. You're coming off of that huge freaking season and now you're telling me it's the scariest one yet? Woo, bring it on, man. Super into it. All right. Something else I'm into. Uh, the trailer for Antlers came out a while ago. We saw this movie. We've seen the trailer for it and got pushed back, of course. Like a lot of movies have unfortunately been. Um, it now has a release date. The movie was set to release in April of 2020 via Disney Searchlight. But that date was, of course, bumped back indefinitely. The new date is February of 2021. Was subsequently announced, but then also ditched. But... Now we learn that another date, and hopefully the final date, has been set. Uh, the new release date for Antlers will be in theaters on October 29th, 2021, just in time for Halloween, baby. Uh, in Antlers, small-town Oregon teacher, played by Carrie Russell, 
and her brother, Jesse, played by Jesse Plummins, the local sheriff, become entwined with a young student, played by Jeremy T. Thompson. There you go, dude. Use the middle initial. Uh, who is harboring a dangerous secret with frightening consequences. If you've not seen the trailer for Antlers, go check it out. Uh, Galmo del Toro is producing this bad boy. Looks interesting, man. Uh, but that is not the only release schedule news we got for you. Well, that one's pretty positive that we're now getting, you know, a release date for something that had an indefinite hold. Um, unfortunately, we're getting movies being pushed back, which is an unfortunate side effect of everything that's going on in the world right now. While, yes, things do seem to be getting better, we have a vaccine out there, and hopefully by uh, end of summer, going into fall, we should be in a much better state than we are right now. With that said, there's still an error of... Or error, error, error is not the right word. I suck at words. I absolutely suck at words. I got a podcast and I suck at words. How freaking awesome is that? <laughs> As to the realness of it, baby. Uh, I keep saying baby like a Adam Cole. Screw that guy. Pat McAfee forever. Anyways, <laughs> uh, movies are being pushed back again. This is something that we saw all throughout of 20, uh, 2020 last year. And got our first pushback, you know, I want to say last week was when we got our first pushback. And now things. The ball started rolling, nonetheless, and now we know that No Time to Die has delayed its release once again. The movie will now release in theaters on October 8th, instead of its original April 2nd release. Um, and then, like I said, the ball kept rolling. Ghostbusters, Afterlife, Uncharted, and Cinderella have all been pushed back as well. Uh, Ghostbusters, Dan Aykroyd, and Harold Ramis created franchise is moving from its June date to now November 11th, 11-11. That's freaking, that's wild, man. I don't know about the rest of you, but I see 11-11 on a clock every single day. And if it's not every single day, it's every other day. Like, that's wild, man. I looked into it, and apparently it's like an angel looking down on me or something like that, so I guess that's a good thing. Right? Right? I mean, probably positive. Yeah. It's just, it's just one of those things. I always see... 11-11, I sometimes see 10-10, sometimes see 12-12, I see 12-24, 12-22. It's weird, man. It's weird. Um. Anyways, <laughs> Ghostbusters is now coming out uh, November 11th. Uh, the Camilla Cabello fronted a musical comedy fairy tale adaptation of Cinderella is shifting from February to July 16th, where it'll be going up against Space Jam, A New Legacy. Uh, Camila Cabello, if you don't know who she is, look her up. She is a fantastic singer, and I'm going to trust her as uh, leading the musical version of Cinderella. Uh, I forgot there was a live-action Cinderella movie that even happened before this. Uh, this is going to be a musical. Awesome. Sounds great. Camila's awesome. Love a lot of her songs. In for it. Space Jam, New Legacy. Don't know yet. Um, <laughs> and finally, Uncharted, the Tom Holland-led adaptation of the Naughty Dog franchise is uh, has the biggest delay. It is going from July of this year to February 11th of 2022. So it's it's a whole year away now. Which, yeah, you know, that movie, I, I've said it on numerous times. That movie I'm worried about. Because I love the Uncharted franchise to death. Absolutely love that game franchise. I can play it over and over again, never get tired of it. Love it. But, you know, video games to movies do not have the best reputation. They do not have the best track record. Things have not gone well. You know? So, I'm worried. 
Uh, I think part of the movie is inspired from Uncharted 3. So, you know, we'll see, man. I mean, Tom Holland's a talented dude. I uh, I think he playing Drake is fun. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, not the hugest fan of. Like some of his work. Don't get me wrong. Love Rockstar. Four Brothers is awesome. The Departed is awesome. Okay? Not the biggest Mark Wahlberg fan. So, we'll see what happens with that movie, but we're going to have to wait even longer. But, you know, again, not the last thing that was pushed back. Movie that I was highly anticipating and ready and excited to see. Morbius has been delayed for the second time now. This is the movie. This is the movie I was talking about a second ago. A movie that got pushed back recently. It was Morbius. Well, Morbius has been pushed back again. Uh, and will now be released January 21st, 2022. So, again, whole year later until we get to see this movie. It's insane, man. And the movie apparently is supposed to connect, right, to the MCU in some way. Because you remember in the trailer they had the picture of Spider-Man or the poster of Spider-Man back there that said Murderer on it. So that's obviously connected to the Spider-Man Far From Home movie. And now the Spider-Man movie is coming out in... December of this year, unless it gets pushed back again, so what's going on with Morbius, you know? And Michael Keaton was in that trailer as well, as freaking Vulture, so, well, not as Vulture, as, as the the guy, I can't remember his name right now, something, I feel like it's Arthur or something, I don't know, I don't know, I'm not the best when it comes to Marvel, um, anyways, so yeah, that's been pushed back down, you gotta wonder about, you know, timelines and everything, um, Paramount Pictures has also announced that John Krasinski's A Quiet Place 2, which was uh, penciled in to release on April, is now releasing in September, on September 17th, 2021 to be precise. Uh, Paramount Pictures is already developing a third film in the franchise as well. Um, I'm not overly excited about this sequel happening. The first movie is fine. I don't. It's not like one of those things where I hate the first movie. The first movie is fine. I just don't think we need to be in this world any much longer, and then we got two films coming. So, whatever. Um, September 17th, 2021 is when we're getting that. So, this has now led to uh, rumors of Black Widow being delayed again. And I'm at the point now, we already know how I feel about Black Widow, I don't need to drudge that up anymore. But I'm at the point now that if we're not going to just release this damn movie... On Disney Plus, that is telling me that this movie has something apparently huge has to be happening in it, or the freaking executives are a bunch of freaking idiots, <laughs> you know? Because I, I just don't get it. I don't understand why you're continually pushing this movie back. And I know it's your property, and you got a whole lot of love in it. And you believe in it more than I do. Trust me, you believe in it a whole hell of a lot more than I do. Um, I've said it a couple times, not going to go into it too much, but this movie has nothing to it to be entrenched in. What, what is this movie going to do? I mean, it's going to be awesome to see Florence Pugh, obviously. It's going to be awesome to see David Harbour, obviously. But, I mean, this it's, it's, like, it's like what I've seen some people say about the WandaVision show, which the WandaVision show is fine. I enjoy it. It's It's interesting. But a lot of people said they would not see that show if it wasn't connected to the MCU and that you have to see it to help build towards the story. Which I get. And that's the only reason I'm going to see this Black Widow movie. Because obviously it has something in it that's going to lead to other movies. The problem is, 
you have now set this movie in a time after Endgame where I already know the character's fate. So now that we're going back in time, I'm not going to believe anything that's happening to this character in this movie because she's already gone. So if she's in any battle and she's in any, in any position where she's in danger, it's not going to hit you in any point whatsoever because we already know the character's fate. We already know that she's around after this movie. We already know she's around after this time frame, unless you're doing some stupid shit where she's like a scroll, or she's a face changer with her sister or something like that. You know, I don't know. Again, I don't want to go too far into that because I've expressed my feelings so far. But if they're delaying this movie again, which seems inevitable at this point, there has to be something big that happens in this movie. Like, there's no way whatsoever that there's not something big that happens in this movie because you're already running into problems, right? If you've got WandaVision out now, you're going to have Falcon and the Winter Soldier apparently coming out very soon after WandaVision. You've got Loki coming out at some point, and you've got other movies, I believe, expected to release this year as well. So, got to get on the ball with this, man. I don't know. Just drop it on Disney+. Plus. It's it's not going to hurt anything to drop this thing on Disney+. Plus. It's not that important. Unless it is. Unless there's something huge in the movie. Which is the only thing that I can think of at this point. Because it's not that important that this movie needs to be in theaters. Unless there's something huge in this movie. That's just my two cents. You know, that's that's how I feel. Alright, anyways. Back to good, fun, awesome news. Eli Ross History of Horrors has been renewed for a third season over at AMC. With six episodes expected to launch later this year. Probably, of course, around October like the rest of them do. Um, Eli Ross said, quote, I'm beyond thrilled to continue this incredible deep dive into horror history with all of these legends, rising stars, and fans. I'm so thankful to all those who have come together to celebrate and catalog the genre we love in a show that will play for generations to come. We've had the most amazing discussions and so many older films are being rediscovered through the show and its company podcast. He goes on to thank AMC Shutter. All the credible producers, and at the end says, We want to make season three our deepest and darkest yet. Which is awesome, man. And, and he's so true right there when he's talking about, you know, older movies being rediscovered and all that. One of the things I love about the show, I love horror to death. It's my favorite genre. I can watch horror movies all year long. You know, it's not like one of those things where I just watch them in October. I can watch them all year long. That's why Shudder is such an awesome service, because it's just horror all the time. Like when I go to Netflix, I look for horror. Uh, when I go to HBO Max, horror. Uh, that's what kind of led to the Nightmare on Elm Street series that I'm thinking of. I saw all those movies on there except for three. And I was like, I haven't seen these movies and then I create a show. There you go. Um, little behind the scenes there. But I love the genre to death and to hear about all these classic movies and all this stuff. It's just awesome and to see inside stuff. I love inside stuff when it comes to movies. I love documentaries about movies. I love behind-the-scenes stuff about movies, all that stuff. Love it. I'm one of those people who gets the physical copy and watches the behind-the-scenes stuff all the time. Um, I listen to the audio commentary. I don't know how many people actually do that, you know, but I love it. I geek out about it, if you will. So, I love that show. I'm glad it's getting a third season. I listen to the podcast, and I'm excited, man. I can't wait to see what they bring to us. But, you know, like I said... When it comes to the stuff, like, when they're talking about movies, I write them all down. I, I make notes on my phone... And I'm like, okay, I gotta see this, gotta see this. I, I, it's literally, I think, the thing called movies to watch. Or horror movies to watch. And I just write them all down. I'm like, gotta see this, gotta find it, gotta watch it. Because um, I love it. That's what I'm into, man. Freaking love 
genre, man. And History of Horror Season 3 happening. Check it out. The podcast is available, I think, on anywhere you can find podcasts. I listen to it through Google Podcasts. And, you know, cool, man. So awesome. So excited for that. Um, Let's see. Uh, other news, Christopher Nolan's a big old baby baby and reportedly no longer open to work with Warner Brothers. <sighs> you know, um, I mean, I guess you can join me along in this one if you want to. Feel free to join me. Na 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 na. Na 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 na. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. You know, if you're going to be a baby and you're going to prove that all you care about is money and you don't care about, you know, helping people out because his big grief with Warner Brothers is the fact that Warner Brothers did the right thing they did the good thing and they're releasing movies on HBO Max same day as in theaters and furthermore HBO Max you get 30 days of the movie after that you can only see it in theaters until it's physically released or digitally released but you know he's being a big old crybaby about it and chasing money and no one doesn't want to work with Warner Brothers anymore so again loved his Dark Knight movie I'll give him that, but I haven't seen Tenet yet, and this is not going to get me any closer to seeing Tenet anytime soon, because I don't want to support somebody that's that big of a a baby. You know, I get it, he's freaking making money, he wants to make money, but at the end of the day, he's still going to get money from this. And you should understand that this is, the people who watch your films are the most important people in the world, because if you don't have people watching your movies, you're not making anything. So he should be fine with the deal. Right? Am I wrong? No, I'm not. So, you know, scroll. Scroll, you know, whatever. Um, Other news, Saw director Darren Lynn Bousman, Bousman has opened up about the process of making the next adaptation of the Saw franchise, Spiral, from the Book of Saw. Uh, the horror reboot over at Lionsgate, if you will. Uh, he revealed that David Fincher's 1995 crime thriller, Seven, was one of the inspirations for the upcoming reboot, saying that, quote, Chris came in with a thriller concept, Chris Rock, of course. He pitched this very elaborate, dense idea. We wanted it to feel much more like Seven, but it has so many ties to the mythos. Ooh, excuse me. Hiccup. <laughs> so many ties to the mythos of Saw. Mythos, not just a restaurant in Universal, which, by the way, I've not eaten at the restaurant. The restaurant's won awards, but I need to try that next trip. Um, he has also confirmed, though, that uh, Spiral will feature toned-down gore and violence in order to highlight the film's story and character. All right, I'm out. Not seeing it. I'm done. <laughs> I'm not seeing it. What? You're taking out the horror? You're taking out the violence of a Saw movie? You kidding me? Anyway, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. He said, quote, gore and violence was the gimmick, I think. Gore and violence is no longer a gimmick, just serves the story. This is more about character, tension, and fear. Eh, whatever. You know, I'm still interested in the movie. I still want to see how it is. Kind of looks, seems like it's going to be a crime thriller instead of like a gory horror Saw film. More power to him, man. It seems interesting enough from the first trailer we get to see. Uh, this installment was, again... A story by Chris Rock, who was also starring in the movie, and the movie will co-star Samuel L. Jackson. Chris Rock plays a police detective investigating a series of grisly crimes with Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson playing his father. So, I mean, like I said, interesting. Very interesting. I'm down for it. Um, 
No gore and violence, though, man. What do you think about that? You know? Like, when you think of Saw movies, I think that's kind of... I guess that's what he's getting at, saying it becomes a gimmick, because that's all you mostly remember from the Saw movies, right? You don't really remember the acting. don't really remember the story. It's mostly, did you see that trap? Did you see what happened in that trap? Did you remember when that girl got pushed in the bed and needles? Which, whew. Like, that may not be the crew... Uh, the uh, goriest scene in that movie, but that just seemed, does it, am I the only one that that scene makes feel uncomfortable when you see it? I don't know what that is. You gotta look into that, but yeah, that scene, out of all the stuff I've seen in the Saw, all the fucked up shit that's in the Saw movies, those needles, that needle pit, man. Oof. <laughs> Anyways, Saw coming out, I believe, sometime this year. They didn't put the date on here. <laughs> um, I believe it's still coming out, or Spiral, excuse me, still coming out sometime this year. All right, um, interesting rumor news. Kevin Foggy, the guy that has overseeing the whole MCU, doing a good job, by the way. I'm not the biggest MCU fan in the world, but some of that stuff is good, and their continuity and connecting everything, awesome. I'll give him that. Apparently, again, just rumor here, apparently Kevin Foggy is eyeing Jim Carrey to join the MCU. Let me repeat that. He's eyeing Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura, Bruce Almighty, Dumb and Dumber, countless awesome films, to join the MCU. Doesn't say what character he could possibly play. Doesn't say when he would show up in the movie. Doesn't even say he's going to show up in any movies. But apparently, that's something that's being talked about. So, let's talk about this for a second. Jim Carrey, love Jim Carrey to death. One of my favorite actors, one of my first ever favorite actors, right? Probably It was probably him and Chris Farley. Or no, him, Chris Farley and then him. And that was my introduction to comedy, was those guys. And sadly, Chris Farley's no longer here, which freaking sucks, man. I love Chris Farley. And Jim Carrey is. And Jim Carrey's, you know, his career, I mean, huge freaking star. And he's kind of, you know... Jumped into other movies. He did. He's done drama movies like uh, Internal Sunshine, Spotless Mind, or Truman Show, or Me Myself, or not Me Myself. I mean, um, and he's kind of jumped into maybe like the suspense horror realm with the Number Twenty Three, and then he kind of most recently made his return in Sonic the Hedgehog, which he was awesome. Best part of that movie. Uh, the only reason I saw that movie. <laughs> um, so, like I said earlier, I'm not the biggest MCU fan, but I've seen all their movies, and I've, you know, enjoyed some of their movies. I mean, the idea of Jim Carrey joining is awesome. Jim Carrey played the Riddler in DC. I would love for him to be back in DC, but it's probably something that's not going to happen, you know? But, I mean, nonetheless, whether I'm a huge Marvel fan or not, I'm a Jim Carrey fan. And if he's working on something, he's going to be in something, I'm going to try my best to support it. So, if it happens, cool, man. Cool, why not? Wouldn't mind seeing Jim Carrey in the uh, comic booky world again, if you will. Like I said, before he played the Riddler, I think he was in Kick-Ass 2. Kick-Ass 2, right? Yeah. And, there you go, he might be joining the MCU soon. Uh, next bit of news we got here, Misha Green is taking on Laura Croft. Uh, Misha Green is the creator for Lovecraft Country. And Underground, and this will be her featured directorial debut, writing and directing the next installment of the Tomb Raider franchise for MGM. Alicia Vikander, 
will reprise her role as Laura Croft from the sequel that came out, or in this sequel, <laughs> to the movie that came out in 2018, which, not a bad movie, by the way. That movie was actually really enjoyable. I thought the movie was done fine. I enjoyed it. Wasn't extremely over the top or ridiculous. Felt like a good movie. So you know what? Talking earlier about video game movies, that video game movie is actually pretty good. Pretty good, man. Um, so there you go. Good to know there's something going on that. I think on an earlier episode I talked about how that movie was kind of in like an indefinite hold at the moment because they couldn't really get anything going. But, you know, that movie is happening and they've got their self a, a writer-director now. So good on them. Best of luck to Misha. Alright, and the last bit of news to cap off this episode is freaking super awesome news. Uh, documentary. Boris Karloff and the Man Behind the Monster will be releasing this Halloween season. Uh, it will be released in October of 2021 to coincide with the 90th anniversary of Universal's Frankenstein in November of 2021. The documentary seeks to unlock the mystery at the heart of Boris Karloff, digging into the late actor's life and career as an icon of the horror genre. I am stoked about this movie, man. I mean, I've already talked about it on this episode, how much the genre of horror is my favorite genre of film. And Boris Karloff is an absolute legend when it comes to the horror genre. But on top of that, he is a fantastic actor. I mean, if you couldn't tell already through this show, I love movies. And I love acting. And I love when it's just portrayed and done so freaking well. And Boris Karloff is one of those people that just does it or did it so freaking well man so needless to say i'm super stoked and excited about this uh documentary that'll be coming in october and there's like a five minute trailer for this documentary as well and i'm like you know what what the heck why not uh, i'm gonna play the trailer for you and then i'm gonna close up the show after that so check out this awesome clip audio clip i guess i'll be watching the trailer but if you want to find the trailer just search uh boris karloff uh documentary on youtube and it's uh should be the first one that came up but here we go. He was the consummate character actor. A character actor who became a star. I was transformed by an actor and by a moment in a film. So there is not a single movie I've ever done that is not under the shadow that this man casts. This storm will be magnificent. Well, he kind of backs in to the scene and turns around slowly and the lights and there's that face you can't imagine a better entrance i have a religious conversion i saw my messiah you can make frankenstein a gazillion times everybody's always going to compare it to boris's version he stands for the whole of horror and his image is on absolutely everything you don't see robert the Nero lunch buckets as a frankenstein lunch it's always boris carlo you can show that image to almost anyone in the world what's this frankenstein Karloff made something like 80 pictures before Frankenstein brought him into real public consciousness. This role where he was literally buried under makeup made him such a star that they only used his last name. The gods will receive into the underworld the spirit of Ankh and Amun. Certain actors bring the camera to them. They know where it is and then they basically whisper a performance. And the camera leans 
to listen carefully, you know, and, and, and Karloff had that power. You'll never get rid of me, Toddy. He did what actors today do. He returned to the stage, first on Broadway, then on radio as well. And then he was very active in television when I was a kid. He had his own show, Thriller. Don't be alarmed. The woman who just screamed is perfectly quiet now, as sure as my name is Boris Karloff. He had like a second career. Of course, my father was one of the first film stars to embrace the new medium of television. And he really enjoyed it. It was in that time on television when, when all the good writers were writing for the medium. That, in a nutshell, is our story for tonight. That's the persona that really stuck with his fans. He becomes kind of a lovable uncle. He was Uncle Boris. you got to remember, the 50s was an atomic fear era. Fear of the future and the Russians and all that stuff until shock theater. There was a gigantic renaissance. He had just an extraordinary career. Afraid, my dear? He's very intimate. There's nothing to be afraid of. And yet he's so menacing. If you get known for a certain kind of part that is not too restricted, I think you're very lucky. It becomes a trademark. Give grandfather a big kiss. Well, apparently he was lovely. I mean, everybody I know who ever worked with him just raves about him. That man has a rifle. We shot that at 2 in the morning. Both legs were in braces. Walking and talking at the same time was difficult, but he was a real trooper. I got to know him and, and absolutely adored him. He was a very, very interesting, complex man. But he's always an outsider. Always feels he doesn't quite belong. Face was just so magical and said so much. Those eyes betray him. They're not dead eyes. They're just deep and, and wise. And you saw his soul. He is astonishingly charismatic. I will write to Samar. I think that's one of his enduring legacies. Death will not find me there. Where do all these things intersect? The main shadow that has been cast over my entire life and my entire career is Boris. It's really one of the great Hollywood sagas. I think there's an enigma. There's a real mystery at the heart of Boris Karloff, and no one's quite cracked it yet. All right, that was a trailer for Boris Karloff and the man behind the monster which god which is absolute chills and just excitement just watching that trailer man is so cool like i said i'm a freaking I'm a movie geek i love behind the scenes stuff i love documentaries especially documentaries about freaking icons of the business and that's exactly what boris karloff is man so come october super stoked and excited for this thing i cannot wait 90th anniversary of frankenstein man and to think that that frankenstein to this day is still the one that everybody speaks about and talks about same with dracula but i mean god what a performance man that is frankenstein forever and ever and can't wait man that's gonna be one heck of an awesome documentary man just from that trailer alone i got chills i got chills i got the goosies ah oh, man i'm ready but that will do it for this week's episode Hope you enjoyed all the news. It's fun to go through that news. Fun to talk about a lot of stuff. Episode went much longer than I expected it to go. 
But that's always a good thing. Uh, next week, the Review at Rob show will be back with a review for The Little Things. It will be officially out for me to review next week uh, as well. Uh, you will find me later this week on The Disnoids, where we'll be talking um, Godzilla vs. Kong and some theme park news. And you can also find me later this week on the next episode of Flicks at Rob, maybe two episodes of Flicks at Rob dropping this weekend. We'll see what happens. And find me on Twitter to do some live tweeting during the Royal Rumble, baby. But as for this episode, that ends it. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I will speak to you all next week. And as always, remember that happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one remembers to turn on the light. Talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me this week. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get updates on all new episodes. As well, follow me on Twitter at review underscore it underscore Rob. Stay tuned for more adventures.